the answer to life, the universe, and everything is 4.2. The MyMac.com podcast number 319. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the MyMac.com podcast number 319. The usual suspects are here. I'm Guy. <laughs> usual? Yeah. Well, I'm Gaz. And here for the, for, the first, for the first segment, Guy. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's hope for the whole show. We actually, and we actually have one other person with... Uh, oh, good God. We have one other person on stand with by us stand tonight. By. Stand, <laughs> stand by to stand by. Oh, hey, Tim. What's going on? Hey guys, thanks for the invite. Sure, no problem. It's nice to be invited to a show you created. Yeah, <laughs> and own. And own. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, we only did it because you asked us to. Yeah. <laughs> and so please call off the dogs of hell. No, Tim, it, listen, right? he didn't really. That was me trying to make a joke. <laughs> you know, I'm doing the other show now, and uh, honestly, it doesn't feel any different than what I was doing before with with my Mac, it's, it's David Cohen and myself most of the time. So it's very similar, except for we don't tend to take breaks too often. And we just kind of <laughs> ramble a whole lot more than you guys do. I mean, you guys are very laser focused in your content, which works better. Wow. Um, laser focused. Well, at least, you, you haven't been listening to the show much lately. Have you? <laughs> at the very least you have show notes that you go through. David and I get there and go, what are we talking about? I, I don't know. It sounds Off like the geekiest show ever. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's the geekiest tech show fan ever. You know, the thing is, uh, geekiest show ever, Chad and I are just killing each other because we want to get back to recording that show. It's been like two months. Yeah. And uh, I really miss doing it. We've I've had it planned out for a while. So as he, it's just, you know, life gets in the way sometimes. I actually released like a five-minute geekiest show ever. This yeah, week. I saw that. Yeah, just and it's just explaining that... We haven't gone anywhere. The show's not canceled. Real life getting in the way. Blah, 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 blah. And uh, the Skype gods are not being kind to you, Tim. Uh oh, is it bad again? Well, it, it's well. We can just keep going. I'm not that. I'm not that fussed about it. If, if, it, if yeah. it starts getting nasty, let me know. I'll unplug this. Uh, let me say that <laughs> I'm not in my studio, so I don't have my good equipment. Um, I'm actually at my job, and. Uh, I've so got you're a brand in new Chicago. Mic. I'm in G- technically I'm in Villa Park. Um, but I'm on. You see, uh, I'm on you micro- see, Villa Park to the people in the UK means you're in Birmingham in the middle yeah, of the. Yeah, you know, I am in Birmingham. Is, yeah. It's a long drive though. It yeah. really was. What from Birmingham, England to uh, Grand Rapids <laughs> or Battle much, Creek? Yeah. yeah. So, so I, it, it, it's still business hours. So there's a lot of people on the network here right now. So yeah. I, it, it could be a little congested at the moment. It's only like, you know, 3.38 my time right now, I think. Yeah, that's about right. Yes, it is. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that's probably why. But if it gets a little goofy, thanks to Skype, I'll simply unplug and plug back in. But I have a question. Are you guys using the new Skype? I haven't updated to it yet. No, no I have. Go ahead, guys. And neither have I. I mean, I've been away, so I haven't really had the chance. I'm on the MacBook, and uh, yeah, I haven't really had a chance. But I've, I've I've heard mixed reviews about it. 
I'm yeah. so scared when I see a new version of Skype. Yeah, especially if the old version is is working reasonably well. You know, it's like, yeah, do we want to make that jump? No, not really. Yeah, when was the last time a version of Skype worked really well, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, at, last week it worked great. It did, actually. And actually, uh, as well as far as uh, gas goes, it's working pretty well now. <laughs> well, I just hope it holds up. I'm doing uh, my Mac right now, and I've got another podcast I'm going to do in like two hours from now. No, that's so. the Mac Jury, isn't it? Yeah, the Mac Jury, Chuck Joyner show. I've been on it one, maybe two other times. I think only once, though. I'm not sure. It's a good um, show. Yeah, that, they're doing. That's a good that's podcast. Another, that's a, yeah, it's another show I'm um, subscribed to. I'm, so I'm going to bring that the level of quality down on that show. Least <laughs> <laughs> All right, hooray for they're, lower quality content. They're doing uh, uh, holiday gift guides. I'll give you guys a preview of one of the things that I'm going to talk about, and sure. it's what I'm using right now. Uh, and I'm going to suggest it because a it's working, but I haven't used it very long. What time is it? About an hour now. Um, <laughs> It's the Blue Yeti microphone. It's USB. Uh, it's it, this thing is huge. It looks like I won the Oscar when I'm holding it. I mean, it's just <laughs> it, it's mammoth, um, and it's really butt ugly. But it comes with everything you need. Simply plug it into your computer, and you've got much better audio content uh, going into your computer. So, hey, for 149 bucks, I actually got it on sale for 129 today at Guitar Center. So, I, wow. It's really heavy duty, though, guy. I mean, it's it's you could no. hurt somebody with this thing. <laughs> You're it's like, a self de- it's and, a self defense device as well. That's yeah. right, and, and that's something I always look for in a microphone. On is basically how much I can hurt someone if uh, if they mess with me. Yeah, yeah. Especially this with those live shows. You want to take through the the airport, though. I don't think you might get stopped with this thing. No, I've got to say, actually, this uh, the set that I've got is a uh, it's a fold away. It's a Plantronics. I think it's a. Four fifty headset, and it's a it's a fold up unit, and it fits in a box which is about like a, an inch and a half by two inches by about four inches long, and it's perfect, absolutely mm. perfect. Because, it sounds uh, great. My my usual mic, the uh, the Audio Seven Fifty, it's uh, it's far too big to carry, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think this one does a good job. We've come a long way in a relatively short amount of time. When I started doing podcasting back in two thousand and four, when this show started. I, it was a struggle trying to find a decent input device into the computer that you can use, um, especially that would be compatible with the Macintosh. I mean, it, it was a you remember guy. It was oh, a yeah. pain. And, so, uh, so, did you have to go through a you know another box, or did you have yeah. to use a, a phone? No, right. There was no USB mics back then. At least no. not of this quality. You can get headsets, but they just sounded terrible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I. I still use the setup that I I think I got it in 2005, and that's pretty much still the mics and the amp and the uh, the mic stand and the pop filter. That's, I've been using it since 2005, and everyone says, well, well, there's better stuff out there. And I go, yeah, but if it isn't broke. Exactly. Uh, that's right. And they, they, they may well have over-engineered it for the time then. you know. Well, the microphones are, are on-stage performance. Microphones, XLR, they're not designed for podcasting per se. Yeah. Uh, so I have to have uh, a box that will give it phantom power, uh, but it's got real sensitive, uh, I don't know, whatever's in there. It's very sensitive stuff. Yeah, yeah you're using it, that, the Mobile works. Pre, right? Yeah, I use the Mobile Pre to uh, basically supply phantom power and then route the sound back into the computer. I do a little different than you because I actually route the sound coming out of my Mac into the Mobile Pre and then back into the Macintosh. That way I can record... Uh, different mm-hmm. audio tracks at the same time within GarageBand, 
Uh, that way, I don't have to have a software capturing audio feed. It's just yeah. pure going right in. It's it's all. Of course, by by the same token, if it crashes GarageBand, I lose everything. But <laughs> you know, there's it, well, it's okay, it's six of one half dozen of another as far right. as you know how how you have your setup. I mean, it took me. Uh, I think Gaz and I had what twelve shows in before I finally came up with what I consider to be a, a decent working uh, solution. Yeah, and you still so? you still complain to me. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that's that's the na- that's my nature. Yeah. <laughs> I want to give you guys uh, uh, my opinion of something here. Um, it, it's really hard for me sometimes to listen to the MyMac podcast back when I first quit because I wanted to be on it. So it was really difficult for me to listen to it because I'm like, oh, that's my show. I want to get back on there. But, of course, I was doing OWC radio. Um, when I quit OWC to uh, – did I – I don't know. Did I ever mention on this show what I do now? I think I did. Not on – I don't think on this show. Oh, wait. No, no, no. You came on – Yes. Yeah, right, right after. after. Yeah. 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 And so um, a lot of people asked if I was going to come back to the MyMac show. And I thought about it briefly, but – Quite honest, guys, I'm a huge fan of the MyMac show, not because I'm the owner of the site or anything, but I really like listening to you guys. Uh, you're kind of my um, you're my go-to when I'm leaving work. That's the show that I always listen to on the drive home. My drive is three hours, so I usually listen to you, and then I'll listen to like the Kevin Pollack show or you know whatever. Uh, oh, my but, head is turning. But oh, well, I, I oh. really think you guys... Uh, have great chemistry on air together. I really, I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. Um, and Thank I didn't you. come back to the MyMac show because you guys are doing such a good job. I felt like I would be a disruptive influence. I really did. I thought they're doing, I don't want to ruin that. They're doing too good. I would be a disruptive influence. I'm just going to start a different show. Well, now, Tim, God, when have God, you God, ever God, been God, a disruptive God, influence? God, now God, is not the time to ask for God, a raise. God darn it. Guy. Yes. Guy, what is it, guys? Cut him off now. <laughs> because nothing nothing great is going to come after after all those glowing words <laughs> you know there's times that i'm literally laughing in the car and i'm thinking people are driving by thinking i'm some kind of a loon or something which is accurate but yeah that's yeah. <laughs> well know, that, that's think, what we're I going to really for. like listening to the mymac show I, I i think i probably look forward to it more than anybody seriously because i I love listening to your guys' show. I think you guys are doing a fantastic job. And it is significantly different than Tech Fan, the show that I started uh, in absence of doing this show. Well, so I think the two much. shows are complementing each other. Oh, I, I would say so. Just hitting it out of the park every time. I just, I really like listening to the show. Well, whenever, it's, at least whenever, uh, whenever I'm not sick and Gaz <laughs> isn't traveling. You sounded like a frightened child last week, though. <laughs> oh, I was. Uh, I, I, I must have started and stopped about ten times. It was just like, oh, expletive, expletive. Yeah, yeah. Up in yeah. there, up in there. Anyway, guy, I, yes. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna, I'm gonna rush us on because we got a couple of audio messages, haven't we? Oh yes, we do. Um, real, real quick. Let's let's go through what we've got on at the mymac.com podcast. Uh, mymac. God. <laughs> You are a disruptive influence, Tim. The MyMac.com website. Uh, First up, from Owen Rubin, a review of the Rickshaw Bagworks Commuter 2 Messenger Bag. Uh, Then next, actually, there's a tech fan, number eight, which uh, they've got Don McAllister, who's a Liverpudlian on. Uh, Worth a listen. I think we got a Brit on every show around here, huh? Pretty much. (laughs) Except for uh, (laughs) for Sam's show. 
<laughs> well, yeah, but that's not even really a show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a show, all right. It's a show. <laughs> uh, then from John Nemo, we have an interview with artist and writer Lisa Miles. And finally... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Tim. That was really a good interview. People should go definitely read that. John does great with the written interview. He really gets people to... Uh, they, the responses to his relatively simple questions are always very thought-provoking. I, I really enjoy his uh, listening or reading his interviews. I think he's great at it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him. Uh, I hope he's going to go to Macworld this year. I hope so, too. John, come to Macworld. Damn company you. sponsor John coming to Macworld. Yeah, company <laughs> sponsor us all to go to Macworld. Tim is not rich. Tim can't pay for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you wouldn't get that suite at the at the Hilton every single time. I tell you, but, you know, it's comfortable beds. No, that's true. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, uh, this week we've got Ice Skin Cases. Um, that's a review from Rich Lefko, um, the Touch Duo and the Vibe Review. Now, unfortunately, I haven't read that one yet because, as you probably know and as Guy certainly knows I'm over in Mecklen at the moment, still working very, very hard. Honestly, yes. well, I, I'm uh, I, I'm just glad that Skype is holding out because yeah, otherwise, well, let, let's just not go segment one again. So, okay? so you're on the uh, hotel Wi-Fi? Um, actually, no, but we've got a um, a wired connection in the in the room, so I'm using that because oh. I thought it was safe. It was safer, although the Wi-Fi has been pretty good actually. But I think it's just safer if I go on the uh, on the wired connection. Boy, there's the, the the Wi-Fi connection in the Hilton that I stay at every week while I'm working here at Mac Specialist is just terrible. I I can't use it yeah. for almost anything. Oh, it's terrible. You would think that at this in in 2010, yeah, you'd have robust <laughs> enough that I could I don't know watch something on Netflix. Oh no, I can barely send an email. Well, just and, a and especially text email, especially when you consider they're charging you like ten to twenty bucks a day for it's it crazy in a lot of places not all places but a lot of places it's, it's a little insulting isn't it yeah it is you know, very, oh good you're gonna very. you're gonna charge me an outrageous price for crappy service thank you i appreciate that <laughs> yep uh so we what have choice do you have none none yeah <laughs> you know of course uh we all know how great the uh the 3g at&t service is in san francisco so uh oh, that Lord. made it you know we could just go that route next time Oh, yeah. of course. Let's, let's use Skype over 3G in San Francisco. Well, it's nice because if you're a fan of older tech, you get to find out what it was like to browse the Internet in 1996 on a 2400 baud modem. <laughs> and there is some inherent value in that. It, it lets you appreciate what you have a lot it more It teaches often. you patience. Oh. <laughs> and pain. A lot of pain. I, you know, Gaz, I really hope that you can get out to San Francisco when you're for the Macworld Expo because, it's, A, it's a lot of fun. B... Um, it really gives you a different perspective on the Mac world uh, than living in the bubble that we tend to when we're just simply at home. But, yeah, yeah. you know, it, just the adventures of us getting kicked out of the press room when we're <laughs> frantically trying to upload, leaving the press room and then sitting as close to the outside wall of the press room as we can so we can keep swiping <laughs> off the Wi-Fi <laughs> just they to turn upload it off. the latest podcast. Yeah. They haven't turned it off yet. Guy, are you done? Almost. Hurry Almost. up, damn it. Hurry up. <laughs> My hard drive isn't yeah, working. Sounds, We've got five sounds minutes. Sounds like of fun. <laughs> oh, it has, been, it has been really crazy sometimes. Um, 
We have an audio message from Steve Hammond. Uh, for, for those of you who are, are regular listeners, he'll, you'll remember him as being uh, a listener invite a couple of weeks ago. And he's got some, he's got some comments about, uh, about you and your Mac Mini, Gaz. Uh-oh. Hi, Gaz Mars and uh, Guy. Uh, Steve Hammond here. Uh, maybe you remember me from one of your listener invite for... Um, uh, I don't remember exactly when, but it was a few months ago. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast Arch. recently, and I'm like always, a, a, always a bit late on my listening. You know, two or three weeks late on the the event. But uh, anyway, two or three weeks ago, I think Gazmaz uh, described a problem he had with the Mac Mini and uh, using this as a media server with Plex under the TV set and that kind of stuff. So basically I face the same issue. I have a Mac Mini, another Mac Mini, Intel Mac Mini that I, you know, retired somehow from uh, being used as a main computer. And, uh, in, you know, I tried the Plex Media Server and, you know, basically I found that the Plex Media Server is, you know, it's, it's quite good, but it's still not user-friendly enough for me. Uh, and uh, there is a bit of complexity in configuring it and that kind of stuff so that that's not giving me the best user experience that I was expecting from that kind of things and I tried you know, a few others uh, you know like front row and a few other media server that I found on the internet for Macs and neither of them were good enough you know even some I don't remember the name of the app, but it was a paid app, and you know, basically after 15 minutes, I gave, gave up on it because it was basically not what I was searching for. But I'm, you know, trying to offer you an alternative that may satisfy you as it does for me. Uh, basically, what I did is I put the Mac Mini somewhere in my house, away from the TV set with, uh, you know, the hard drive needed and, you know, all that that kind of stuff to have enough space to store the media uh, uh, on my Mini. And I think, guys, you, you're telling me, uh, you know, you, you're not telling me, but you, you told us in the podcast that you have the uh, old Apple TV, I think, but the fact is that it, it will work with both the new and, I, and the old Apple TV. You know, basically what I do is I enable the screen sharing, file sharing on the Mini, and I enable iTunes to be uh, launched at, uh, you know, at system startup with the iTunes server enabled by default. So uh, from that point on, you know, I can control and add media to the Mac Mini using another Mac in my house with file sharing or screen sharing, depending on what kind of media I'm trying to uh, enable on it. Uh, and uh, on my setup, uh, on my TV set, you know, what I have is the Apple TV setup box installed there, like it should be. And it's, you know, streaming content from the Mac Mini. So basically, the what that it gave me, you know, it's enough space to store my data on the Mac Mini because I can expand the, the space as I wish with the hard drive, uh, whatever. But, you know, the 
on-screen experience, if I can say, is you know the best I can find because even though the even though you know the first Apple TV was not the best thing maybe in the world, it's still better than Plex that I I think in terms of user interface and usability and whatever. So maybe you want to try that and you know give me some news about uh, my suggestion and you know let me know if it's working for you because. In my case, it's working well. So, wish you well, guys, and uh, talk to you soon. Bye. Okay. Um, oh, wait. Well, all I can Sorry. say... I'm here. All I can say is... Ooh, guys, your audio went crazy, dude. Yeah, both of yours did. Oh, mine did too. Let me unplug. Gaz? All right. How yeah. do I sound? <laughs> <laughs> Skype will not be a recommended app on this show. No. Do I still sound bad? No, no. You sound a lot better. Okay. Gaz? Did we lose Gaz? Hello? Oh, there he is. Hello? Am I back? <laughs> yeah. Did Did you hear uh, Steve Hammond's comments? Oh, yes. Yeah. And I, I basically, what I can say is snap. I think I've got a long article to write when I finally get back and, and I can, can go through my whole process. I mean, a lot of that, uh, to be t perfectly honest with you, is something that I have done and not described, especially the screen sharing. Um, it's some, something I certainly set up and I, I've got uh, iTunes uh, cracking in. So that starts up as soon as the, the, um, the Mac Mini set, um, setup starts up. But rather than going through it all again now, I think what I'll do is actually put some sort of flow chart together or some sort of process and so everybody can see and we'll refer to it once, uh, once I've done because I'm, I'm pretty much at almost an identical setup to uh, what Steve mentions, uh, and which I'm happy with as well now. Well, I've got the uh, very similar setup as well. Uh, you know, I bought that Mac Mini specifically right before the new models came out, obviously. Um, oh, or I should say, of course. And <laughs> I, I bought this little clear stand from OWC when I was doing the consulting for them that you actually put the Mac Mini in. It stands it up on its side. It looks really good that way, by the way. But, you know, I, I've run into exactly the same problems that you have, Gaz, that... As great as the Mac Mini should be as a media server connected directly to your television and stereo, it's just not. It's it just yeah. It's just a fail. It really is. No one's come up with a media system to manage and view your data easily on a well, computer. I, I think what I've I've said before is all, all, what I'd like is the Apple interface as an application on the Mac Mini. Well, you know there is a ninety nine dollar solution. It's called the Apple TV. But you know, he's honestly, got one the, of those. The, I know, I know he does. Yeah, but, but here's the thing: yeah. uh, with the Apple TV, what they need to do is they need to open it up so I could stream VLC content from my iPhone, my yeah. iTunes, yeah. or my iPad directly to the Apple TV. That way, I don't have to worry about converting it over to, you know, M4V or MOV or whatever format it is. VLC is probably going to be able to open it. I've already proved that. To myself, using both my iPhone and my iPad, it's a free app in yeah. the App Store. Uh, I dropped a copy of Anchorman that I downloaded from. Oh, I'm sure it was, le it was legal source. I'm quite sure, and uh, <laughs> and it worked fine. It played, and there was no hiccups. There was no syncing problem between audio and video, and 
if AirPlay would have been working, that I could send that video directly to the Apple TV, I could have enjoyed it on my big screen. Yep. Yeah, but I mean, I'm with you. But one of the big things that I've got, because none of that stuff is a problem for me. A lot of that stuff isn't a problem for my oldest daughter because she doesn't mind messing about with going into the interface of the Apple T of, of the uh, Mac Mini on the screen. The the biggest problem comes when Mrs. Gazman sits down and wants to press a few buttons and for it to work, and that's where the Apple TV interface really kicks in and, and you know wins through. And and once again, I'm, I'm exactly in the same boat with you. My wife texted me earlier this morning. And I'm not even going to guess. I'm going to read you the text because I think you guys will get a kick out of this. Oh, stop it. It's so... Uh, I'm on the wrong one. <laughs> Michael. <Yeah. laughs> That's a fail. First she says, oh, uh, mm, uh, mm. That's the wrong uh, one as well. Yeah, that, oh, so I want that one. Uh, oh, that would make for probably a funner podcast sometimes. You keep all um, these texts? Uh... I'm going to have to look for it where you guys... Okay, here it is. Uh, is there... Um, see, I have a couple different remotes for my Apple TV. Guy, you are actually with me at the Apple Store in San Francisco. Remember I bought the little silver one? Yeah. The new Apple TV remote. Love it, by the way. It's great. So this is the text I got at 5.45 p.m. yesterday. Is the, sil is the small silver remote the one we need to watch family videos? Now, what she's asking is, do I use this remote for the Apple TV? And I said, or the white one, yes, because I've got the old white one sitting right next to it. Yeah. And I said, you will also need to start up the iMac and launch iTunes as well, because I recently switched Macs, right. and I had to resync everything, and I didn't set up a custom list yeah. on my... So it's just streaming everything right now. Yeah. Yeah. And her response, never mind then. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, I yeah, just won't that's, watch TV. Damn you! And, you know, that's exactly. You know, I'll read a book. I'll do something else. Yeah. I'm really and not it's like, that bothered. It's like, honey, you you turn on the iMac, yeah, and then yeah. literally 45 and, seconds later, you click the iTunes button. That's and it. I can that's see myself saying to her, I can see myself saying to her, it's not that hard. And she's saying, yeah. I know, but I don't care. I know. I just don't want to do that. It's, it's too much effort. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. <laughs> we could probably go on with this for a while. <laughs> Problems, yeah. problems I, I with, mail, with. I think the mailbox might be full list. <laughs> <laughs> problems with wives yeah, and media. I think they're all going to be agreeing with us because the demographic of women listening to a tech show pretty small. <laughs> well, Allison yeah. Sheridan listens to the show. Yeah. Oh well, Allison yeah. is a different matter entirely. She's fantastic. That's true, yeah. and we uh, we've got some feedback from her when we come back. So everyone, please stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. But not allowed Relive the here and now To see you now and then I'm a Hey fellow Mac users, Tim Robertson, the publisher of MyMac.com And I'm hoping that you go check out my new show You can find it linked at MyMac.com It's called Tech Fan. We do talk about Apple products We do talk about the Mac We do talk about iOS but we've expanded what we're talking about. If it's technology, we're covering it. We're having a good time. A lot of different guests. David Cohen's on the show a lot. I'm hosting the show every week. Check it out. It's Tech Fan in iTunes.
rated the number one podcast from people you've never heard of, the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And that was an ad I recorded for the MyMac show probably a, a, two weeks ago that Guy was supposed to use last week, but kind of weird hearing an ad for me. <laughs> for your own I'm show. <laughs> and very meta. That's that's the definition of meta right there. I just heard a show that I recorded that I'm not there, but I'm here. But that was, okay, I'm confused. Well, how it's hard is that? infinite loop. Kale gone, take me away. Wait, you're soaking in it. <laughs> Boy, are we hitting the... Okay. Anyway, um, uh, besides... Yeah, get on with it. Get on with it. Uh, for for those that listen to a lot of podcasts, you'll probably know who Allison Sheridan, Sheridan is. She is the uh, the author of the Nocilla no Cast podcast. Can I do this? Please, please. Can yes, I do this? The, go the ahead. No podcast, the Nocilla podcast hosted over at podfeet.com. See, I still got it wrong. <laughs> that's okay we can uh by the time the show comes out we we can we will have changed our addresses I can, yeah i can hide <laughs> you won't be in mecklin anymore anyway no, anyway here it is hello guy and gaz allison sheridan of the nocilla cast podcast here hosted over at podfeet.com yes guy I am a woman i am not a man even though my name is podfeet and i believe in power washing my own driveway I don't know why you thought I was a man with a power washer. I mean, I did get it for Mother's Day. That's what most women want for uh, a Mother's Day present, right? That wasn't my favorite one. I did get a chainsaw for Mother's Day one year. That was that was really cool. That that was awesome. This year I got a an orbital polisher for waxing the car, but that's a whole other story. It's not even why I called. In your latest podcast, uh, Gaz was talking about the problems he was having uh, exporting audio out of his Mac Mini into his TV, and he suspected it was that weird acronym that had to do with copy protection, not being able to use uh, an analog hole in the uh, in the recording and that sort of thing that he was trying to do. And uh, I, I wanted to clear up the, the acronym he was searching for was HDCP, which stands for High Definition Copy Protection. In your recording, you guys asked, I wonder whether this is Apple making a decision to do that or whether the content providers were causing them to do that. I thought you might enjoy the answer from Steve Jobs himself when I asked him the question at All Things D. Let's have a listen. I bought the movie up on Blu-ray DVD from Disney. And it came with, you're welcome. It came with a uh, digital download. That was great. So I could put it on my portable devices. So I bought my iPad and I put it on there and I bought the VGA adapter and I plugged it into my projector. And because I bought everything, I couldn't play it because high definition copy protection stopped me. Had I ripped it to reverse copy protection, downloaded it from BitTorrent, I would have been able to play it. Can you talk at all about how uh, HDCP is helping the piracy, anti-piracy effort? <laughs> uh. We didn't invent this stuff. Uh, but you did deploy it. Well, the problem is the content owners, and in particular Hollywood, doesn't want the same thing to happen to them as they saw happen with Napster to the music industry. So they are desperately grab, grasping at anything they can to try to keep that from happening. Can't blame them. And um, 
it's not their business. I mean, that they're not in the business of copy protection. They're in the business of content creation. So sometimes they grab the right straws, and sometimes they grab the wrong straws. But if we want to host any of their content, if we want to sell any of their content, they are setting some of the rules about what we have to do. And if we don't want to do them, we try to persuade. But if we fail at persuasion, then we have a simple choice. I guess maybe uh, explain the irony to them of their choice in that case. <laughs> I, I, I've, yes, I understand, and I, I feel your pain. <laughs> Thank you. So there you have it, straight from the horse's mouth, as it were. Now, I didn't push him any further because actually my knees were shaking like a leaf and I could barely stand up. I was so excited I was getting to talk to Steve Jobs. But anyway, I uh, I didn't push him further and I was really tempted because he blamed it on the content providers entirely and that they try really hard not to, to bother or, you know, to get them to do this sort of thing. But I had specifically chosen the movie Up because it was a Pixar film and I'm pretty sure Steve Jobs has a fair amount of influence at Pixar, last I heard. I would have pushed him further had I had the courage to point out that the movie Juno did play on my VGA projector using the VGA adapter for the iPad. Even though I had bought it through the same method, I had a Blu-ray DVD of it, and I had downloaded the digital download. So it was his content provider, his company, that didn't let us do it. But anyway, he did give us an answer, and uh, it is the content providers, providers. It is not the choice of Apple. Anyway, I really enjoy the show, you guys, uh, you G-men, you, and keep up the good work. And uh, we're out. Or she's out. Right. (laughs) And she's absolutely right, and she's absolutely wrong at the same time. Uh, In what way? Okay, A, Steve Jobs is the largest stockholder in Disney, um, but that doesn't mean he has influence on their legal. In fact, some would say that he has to recuse himself from any decisions that Disney would make when it comes to Apple because, A, they're both publicly traded companies and there's a conflict of interest there. Um, and he, quite frankly, he could get in a lot of trouble. Uh, honestly, Apple should just buy Disney if, if it came to that. And uh, Well, they've got plenty of money for a strategic uh, purchase Lord. at some point. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, while they have enough money, you know, that's that's a topic for a different show Uh, it really comes down to what can steve jobs do as the largest shareholder in disney when it comes to dealings that disney has with any distributor of their content including apple which is probably the biggest in the digital realm there's a lot of of conflict of interest there yeah of course he's got to play the same game for whichever uh media streamer wants to use their content. He can't, you know, play one off against the other, of course, can he? Because that is definitely a, uh, a conflict of interest, as you say. Yeah, even, you know, though, even though they're able to do it the other way around. Absolutely. But here's the thing. Uh, so Allison is is wrong in that this is Apple's implementation of it. It's not. Uh, they, can, they can only go by the rules that the content providers are giving them when it comes to their content. Well, she kind um, of said that, didn't she? She did. She did. Yeah. But by the same token, and, and this is where it gets kind of uh, oh, by, only by thing, choosing up in particular in a Pixar. Well, film? no, 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 no. I, I, I kind of agree with her there. That I think that was smart. Um, here's the problem: the copy protection, as a general rule, and she said this without actually saying it, uh, right there on 
uh, talking to Steve Jobs is the copy protection is only hurting legitimate uses of yeah. the content. Yeah. It's not stopping the pirates at all. It's not stopping those who distribute it or who downloads illegal copies. The only people that it's hurting is people who have a legitimate reason to want to use it, i.e. those who bought it. They right. purchased and, it. And from memory, at that point, I think Steve gave out quite a big sigh because he, he got it. He got <laughs> oh, it. Oh, of course he, he, he gets knows. it. Yeah. You know, everybody knows, except yeah. for those lawyers or decision makers. Yeah, the M- NIAA or the RIAA. Right. You're not going to stop piracy. So why make it more difficult? Why make life more difficult for your actual customers, those who are giving you money? Those are the last people that you really want to tick off. And that's exactly what's happening right now. The only ones who is bothered by it at all are those who have a legitimate usage of it. Well, yeah. I mean, think about this. Uh Music sales, their digital downloads for, for in in iTunes exploded when they removed the copy protection. Well, yes and no. It exploded already. I mean, it's not like it, it shot up immediately. Did it go up? Yes, but it was already going up. I mean, yeah, but I, th- I you, there's there no a lot of yeah, sorry chatting over there tim there's a lot of timings going on here i think a lot of people are now finding music online and it's just becoming you know everybody's now talking about it there's you know you've got a it it, it was a few waves washing up against the shore whereas now it's a tidal wave going right over the you know right over the country yeah you got to go back in a, a decade where buying music legally online as a digital copy did not exist 10 years ago not at all not at all now we're at the but by the same token, ten years ago, Napster uh, was just going away. Uh, they were still being sued by everybody. Um, beat, what is it? The uh, protocol. I, I was going to say B two B. That's not it. Um, it. But anyway, file sharing. Um, that yeah, was no. massive ten years ago. So here we are. Oh, you're thinking peer to peer. Peer to peer. Thank you. Uh, ten years later. You look at legal sales of music, and Apple and iTunes is number one. They've surpassed everybody on a worldwide basis as a music store, both physical media and digital. Yeah. Well, digital is not even close to anybody else. Yeah. But well, I, th- I think uh, Walmart was was the two. last. Was the yeah, last. They were the last and, and Target, physical media. Three, right. Target fell three months later. Walmart fell. And Apple is simply increasing their lead at this point. It's not like Target or Walmart even combined has a chance of catching Apple at this point. No, um, uh, people so just it aren't, makes no sense. Yeah, to people hurt. aren't going to buy physical media anymore, as far as music goes. Right. And it's not going to be that much longer. I, I give it less than five years before the same thing happens to video. Well, yes and no. The problem with I, I hear that a lot, guy. But here's the problem, honestly. I can download a six megabyte file that's a that's a movie or I'm sorry that's a uh, audio file quite easily. Even yeah. an album which yeah. is fifty megabytes, sixty megabytes is not a problem. A standard. I'm not talking about high def. In fact, I'll give you exactly how much it is. Let me open up iTunes. Oh, I know exactly where you're going with this one. Um, just renting this movie um, today and. I couldn't do it at the hotel. I had to do it while I was here in the office. The physical file size... Oh, it's not going to give it to me. Darn it. Well, I rented two movies. One was uh, high def. You're probably like, talking at least 600 megabytes. No, you're talking probably megabytes. three to five gigs. 
Okay, with with the high def, mm-hmm. the Karate Kid, I rented it. It was six and a half gigabytes. Now I also rented Grown Ups, and I only got the standard. Down, okay, but, but I let the, the I'm, high I'm I'm coming in with 600 megabytes as, as, as an SD version, you know, comparing that to a DVD. I just got a 1.3 gigabyte grown-ups rental on iTunes, and that was a standard version. That's not HD, 1.2 gigabytes. Okay, but let, let's stick with 600 megabytes. Let's just okay, and, that, and that's fair. How, how, I, I couldn't download that in the hotel. Correct. Yeah, and that's where your analogy is falling apart, Guy. Well, we what was what were what were download speeds ten years ago? What were download right, speeds five, five years, years ago? But the infrastructure hasn't changed in the last five years as far as broadband. They're more deployed in more areas, yes, but they're not fast enough because more people are using them and they're not really investing in the back end. So we have pretty fat pipes, but way more people, way more businesses using them. I think you're right, Guy. I think you're right, but I think it'll take longer than five years. Yep. It, we're, we're at least 10 years out. And, and well, I just, I just remember when, it was uh, one of the first MyMac.com podcasts that I did with you and Chad, and I think Owen was on as well. And I made the statement at that time that if you owned stock in Blockbuster, sell it now because they're going out of business. And I don't, but it wasn't we, downloads that killed them. It, it let it was quite a quite a bit of that was no, was related to that. No, it wasn't. It was iTunes. Netflix. It was iTunes getting video. With, no, it wasn't. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree. But I, I no, think the number the numbers don't back you up, guy. The numbers are not too many people buy movies on iTunes. The reason Blockbuster made such a colossal failure of their business over the last five years, quite simple. It's called Netflix, and it's not Netflix streaming that killed them. It's Netflix sending DVDs in the mail to people. That's what killed Blockbuster. Yeah, because Blockbuster, Blockbuster in the UK is it, it, different. I don't think it's it's seen its decline as much because we don't have Netflix in the UK, right. exactly. and um, you, um, we've still got quite a lot of Blockbuster video stores on you know on the corner. I mean, there's one not far from uh, you know my house. What's killing them now is is the likes of Love Film, which are now sending out the DVDs by post, but they're still sending out the physical media. Um, That that we are starting to see some streaming coming in uh, to the UK, but the infrastructure still isn't there. So you have to do is look at the number of customers Netflix has historically going up, and at exactly the same time, the number of Blockbuster customers started going down. There's definitely cause and effect there. When you can spend 20 bucks and get almost an unlimited number of DVDs shipped to your house in a prepaid envelope to ship back, compared to driving to Blockbuster, looking at the shelves, picking one up, taking it up to the bubblegum chewing girl who's 18 and could care less on what you're renting, there, there's a half hour right there at least. There's just no comparison. Netflix killed Blockbuster. iTunes had nothing to do with it. I would like. I, w- I wish it was the other way, guy, but. Enough people out there simply don't have the bandwidth to start downloading standard def movies, let alone high def. I, I keep thinking about this because um, I'm, I'm soon to move to a, a 50 meg line. And Ooh. I think, you know, yeah. I wish I was you. on a 50 meg line. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm at home on a 20 meg at the moment, but I'm moving to the 50 meg because um, we've got fiber down our road. But, you know... <sighs> 
they're talking about i can't remember the figures but i know that i mentioned it on uh, for mac eyes only when i did the european bit on the the sort of figures the percentages of of broadband that they want to get out to everybody in europe and when they're talking about two meg lines by something like 2020 mm-hmm. you know to to everybody or or you know a real high percentage two meg lines and i'm you know i'm looking forward to my 50 meg line in Two months, well, less than yeah. two months. A, a two meg line to download a movie would take hours, hours, and that's hope. Hope that the the network isn't congested, because remember, it's really just a wide area network. So if your neighbor is downloading yeah. four movies, your your bandwidth's going to go down as well. Yeah. So See, the I'll, bandwidth I'll, I'll, just isn't there, guy. It really yeah. isn't, and it's not because of iTunes that hurt physical stores when you can go to rent movies it was netflix but netflix is smart enough to know that within five years they're physically sending out dvds is going to be a failed business model so what have they done they're starting to invest massively in getting these movies out to you via streaming streaming services that's the future you're absolutely right there that is the future but that future's not here right now, and they're still sending out a lot more physical media than anybody else. Well, okay, I I will I will bow to your superior figure. I will concede. Yeah, now you can put the whip away now, Tim. You know, <laughs> it hurts. It hurts. Getting, Give the bloke a chance. For heaven's sake. <laughs> I've got to I've got to talk to him next week. You know. Yeah. That's right. Let's That's not right. have that jerk on anymore. Yeah, I don't like him anymore. He sucks. <laughs> Anyway, we need we need to take a break, guys. So yeah, we do. Yes, we do. So everyone, please, we got we got one more segment, and can I say it? You can say it. Stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. I'm so happy because today I found my friends You're in my head. I'm so ugly. The only reason to not listen is if you're sick, and we'll expect a note from your mother, the G-Men, on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back to the last segment of the show tonight. Uh, the the last little bit we've got going on here, you know, we don't normally like to go into rumors, but uh, people have been waiting for this for a very, very long time. Uh, Apple, according to uh, an article in MacStories.net, Apple is supposed to release 10.6.5 and iTunes 10.1 tomorrow. We're recording this on Tuesday, November 9th, and that would be Wednesday, November 10th. Actually, in 10 minutes time for me, it is going to be Wednesday. Well, yeah, but see, you can't get it ahead of us. Oh, damn. <laughs> and, uh, but the really interesting thing is they're saying that uh, iOS 4.2 is supposed to be out on Friday, which I think is the 12th. Remember, this iOS 4.2 is for iPad. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and well, no, it'll be, it'll, yeah, it'll be for the iPhone and iPod Touch as well. But, I mean... Where isn't four point two already out for the no that was four point one. No, that was four point one. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, most of the most of the things for. that, that four point one brought to the iPhone and iPod touch are is basically what's coming in four point two for the uh, for the iPad. So yeah, you're so you're still kinda right. Uh printing, airplay, whatever it's called. Yeah. Is it airplay? Airplay. Yeah. 
Yeah, the uh, unified yeah, mailboxes, multitasking, folders, you know, all the... Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah, the other part of this is you will have to upgrade to 10.6.5 and 10.1, according Ooh. to this article, in order to get iOS 4.2. Now, can I just say, does that mean that the AirPlay, which is just music, I believe, streaming... Uh, no, no, I believe it's also video. It's the video as well. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay. I wonder what... air supply every time I hear that. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. I'm just... The 4.21 what... you love. You're all out of iOS. <laughs> I'm not going to say. Go, go ahead, Gaz. Your turn, Gaz. <laughs> Please, I'm save just... us, Gaz. <laughs> I'm just thinking a lot of people were talking about whether you could stream the gaming that you were playing no. on your iOS devices. Oh, yeah, I don't think apps I, are part of no. that yet. You don't think that's yeah. going to happen? Oh, I think it'll Obviously, happen. Yes. But I don't think it's going to be in 4.2. No. Later rather than sooner. Yeah, yeah. Now, one thing... You've got to say something for iOS 5. I mean, that's going to be a milestone. Yeah. 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 And the ability to whatever's on your screen to kind of push it towards your TV... That's what's going to be the big thing. Apple TV yeah. too. So, uh, well, what what part of now, now? I think we we pretty much know what most of the major pieces of iOS four point two are going to be. Is is there any particular part of it that you guys are looking forward to? For me, it'll be the ability to print from my iPad. Hmm. Is that something that you've been missing or tried to do? Or? It is something I've tried to do on occasion. The, the multitasking, I'm really not bothered. I'm really not bothered about multitasking. There are times, I must admit, there are times when I'm in colloquy and I'm in uh, perhaps an IRC chat and I want to keep that running and then go somewhere else, so multitasking will be good then. But there have been more occasions when I just wanted to print out an email and or you know just get something printed out. Um so, yeah, I think printing for me. Well, do you think that that printing will be like one of the last steps that you're looking for for it to be a true laptop replacement for what you typically use a laptop for? Mm, interesting question. I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, no. He had a answer. Okay. Well, it was an interesting question, but no. Yeah, because because my answer would it, my answer would have to be from I still need that keyboard and I still need more USB ports. Um, on this trip, if I had a MacBook Air, I'd be in seventh heaven. Yeah, well, I think I know I know I would be. What about you, Tim? What what about iOS four? Are you looking for or four point two? Yeah, I'm looking forward to the split screen so I can have two applications running on the same screen at the same time, so I can see one on the right and one on the left side. I. Oh, wait, that's not coming out this time, is it? Yeah, I was going oh. yeah, to say, I haven't heard about that one. <laughs> wait a minute, that sounds is really it, cool. Whoa. Is that, is, <laughs> Why is isn't Tim Android? running Apple? <laughs> uh, no, you know, nothing in particular. I mean, you know what, honestly, I, if my iPhone would just get a better damn connection to the Internet and would not turn off, it's. I'm, by the way, that problem has reappeared. Oh, great. Um, yeah, so, you know, I... It, Stability is what I want. Uh, as for the iPad, you know what? I almost don't know if I want multitasking on the iPad. Seriously, because I do so many different things with it. With the iPhone, I'm kind of conscious how many things that I've got open, and I 
I get really tired of, you know, double clicking the home button and sitting there quitting all these different applications that are running in the background. I don't really want to do that on the iPad. Um, one thing I don't like is that the rotation screen, screen, the rotation screen switch is going to be the mute <laughs> button now. And we talked uh, about that on the last, last I show. I know, and that just irritates the crap out of me. It's like, really? I love that feature. I hardly ever let my screen rotate, but that's going to be softer now. Yay. Oh, please take <laughs> away these cool features. Please. <laughs> well, what about uh, unified mailboxes? <laughs> what? I'm sorry. Did you yeah, say something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, because yeah. I've got... I've got like six or seven different email uh, addresses. It's got six or seven different computers. Come on. Well, yeah, mean, but it's a it's such a, it's a pain in the neck to to like, scroll over, look at all the ones in this one, go all the way back, and then go and look at all these. I I just don't lie. I'm looking forward to yeah, see, unified I, you mailboxes. See, I look at that complete. I look at that completely differently because I've got lots of different email boxes, but I look at each and. Each of the different mailboxes I use for different things. I'm totally so with when you I there. See, I see stuff coming into those boxes, and I know exactly how I've got to prioritize them. Yeah, absolutely. And so for me, you know, and uh, you know, when I'm looking down the list, I think, right, I'm going here first. Uh, that I'm not worried about. I know what's going into that mailbox, and that's how I use it. So if it, they unify it for me, it'll actually disrupt my process. So for well, me, you'll, you'll, you'll still you'll enough. still be able to do it separately. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. But here's the thing, guy, and I let me give you an example. I know exactly what he means. For me, uh, I'm doing Gmail is where all my Facebook and Twitter email goes to. So that's low on my priority list. But then I also have the MyMac.com stuff, which goes into one mailbox. And then I have my Mac specialist. And the Mac specialist, of course, is going to be the top priority because that's my job. So when I see my mail count go from 11 to 13 and Mac specialist, that requires immediate attention. When I see my Gmail account go from 10 to 12, eh. Not that big a deal. Not that big a deal. Okay, what about, if it's what about folders? Mailbox, you know, folder sounds great at first, but it's almost more trouble to manage a folder on an iOS device than just have swiping to the left or the right. It really is. Because you've got to stay on top of it. And it's impossible to manage on the device itself. You, you have to do it in iTunes. You no, I did, mine in, I did mine in, in, uh, on my iPhone. Yeah, but you sit there and hold it, and then it starts jiggling, and then you move it over, and oh crap, it didn't go, and it slid the whole damn thing, and then you move it back <laughs> and put it in. And but here's the thing: what if you want to take it out of that folder and put it two screens away? Do that on your iPhone. Good luck. Have fun, especially with your pork sausage fingers like me. Yeah, fun. <laughs> that's a that's a that's a great time right there. So while folders sound great in practice, not so much. It's Isn't it funny, though? Isn't There's lots of things which Apple didn't bring out straight away, and people were shouting and screaming and, and calling for, and they brought it out, and people go, meh. Yeah. <laughs> meh. <laughs> so perhaps, perhaps they actually knew what was good for us in the first place. There's, there's something to be said for that, absolutely. Keep it, keep it simple. Absolutely. I mean, you look at the first Mac. Come on, a color screen? Do we really need a color screen? Come on. <laughs> Who needs a screen? <laughs> a, a built-in hard drive? Come on. Hey, Scuzzy was, SSD. was good enough for my dad. It should be good yeah. enough for you. You guys say, are acting like SSDs and stuff is something new. We had 
hard drive list Macs way back in the day. <laughs> yes, we got along yeah, but fine. Saying that, you know, that the, they could go down on the hard drives and say, "Well, you just keep everything in our new data center." And yeah, that's fine. Where that'll work. I trust them. Let's do it. So, anything else on iOS? Split screen, multi app at the same time. <laughs> You know, and here's the funny yeah. thing. I just came up with that idea. Why, You're why just going to want it all, out. aren't you, Jim? You just want it all. No, I just want a little. <laughs> just a little. <laughs> Don't we all? All yeah. us married guys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, let's let's move on to app recommendations. Uh, Tim, is there any app that uh, has caught your fancy lately? You know, there's a couple of them, to be honest. Um, I like Modern Conflict. Have you guys played that? Yes. Um, nope. It's almost like chess, isn't it, guy? Yeah, I love. I play that all the time. I, I love that game. The, you know, and I've got it on the iPhone and the iPad. Here's a weird thing: on the iPhone, which technically has a faster processor and more RAM, it's dog slow. Cannot stand to play it on the iPhone. It's just too slow. Play it on the iPad, it's brilliant. It's fast. I could see more. It's easier to control. Um, it, it's actually harder. It's harder on the iPad too. Yes, well, you gotta you gotta keep your eyes moving a lot more. Do you want to explain to Gaz how what the basic gameplay is? Well, you've got you've got a, a series of bases that each one of these bases have have, have like a, a number on it, and the base that you have develops either tanks or helicopters, and you have to move the tanks a, a certain you know or the same number Straight of tanks line. right same number of tanks to that in order to capture it, and then once you capture it, tanks start building up there, and that in itself. You know, it kind of sounds meh, but it, at the same time, the computer is also doing the same thing. Yeah, it's a combination of chess and risk. Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good, uh, that's graphics, a good analogy. The graphics aren't, the graphics are almost... It's secondary. Secondary. You don't even care about the graphics. It's it's all, okay, I'm going it's to position the these guys here and here. The helicopters can fly anywhere they want, but if they attack a tank base... You know, you need twice as many tank or helicopters to destroy one tank. So, and then you have fortified bases. It's just really, yeah. really addictive. And it some really of the, some of the bases have like different fortifications and guns. Yeah. It's really it, it's a great kind it of. It sounds more complex than it actually is. Yeah, it really it's, is. Yeah, it's it super like, easy it to play. It sounds like a little. It sounds like a game that I remember on the iPod Touch. I think it was called something like Gaussian. Um, Could be where you basically had you, yeah you had to you had to capture basically planets and you sent your ships to one planet and then the computer was doing the same thing and obviously you had to right uh, but this is just one it's, yeah. it, it, it's very much a risk type of board that you're looking at but yeah, it's right. not the whole globe okay. it's one you know one little theater of conflict and but here's yeah. the worst part of the game when they first came out with it they had like a, a three or four level demo that they released for the ipad and this is the game that actually came out for the ipad first not the iphone yeah so so I downloaded this free version, and it was fantastic. The problem was it took them a month to come out with the full version. Oh, I can't tell you how long I was jumping on iTunes to see if that stupid game was out. <laughs> and then it, when it came out, it was like six ninety nine. I was like, bye, bye. I don't care. It's only two ninety nine now. At least yeah. in the U.S. store, it's two ninety nine. It's from Click Gamer. What, uh, it's cool. awesome. Yeah, it's a great it's, game. I love that game. Yeah. It's fantastic. You don't need spending more money. Yeah, you're gonna. You'll you know, get it, gonna, Gaz. You'll love it. Here's the thing. This game's gonna cause you to spend less money. You know why? Because you're gonna be playing this game Instead rather of everything than browsing else. the app store to find something else. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna be like, nah, I'll just play this for a minute. I'll just, play, I'll just keep doing this. Yeah, <laughs> but it, well, it also drains the battery a bit. 
It does. My, I'll notice if if I'm reading comics or reading a book or browsing the internet, I'm getting pretty good battery life on my iPad. And so if, if the I'm, graphics if I'm, aren't that high res, why do you think it it's the uh, the pro, it's crunching you know, numbers? Crunchy, yeah, yeah it's so. it's all math using so. using that CPU. Yeah. Oh yeah. And but you don't care. Trust me, it's so. <laughs> it's that good. It really yep. is that good. That's what good. about I'm glad you guys? Board with that one guy because you, I tell people about this thing, their uh, game, and they're like, "Oh yeah, it sounds kind of interesting." And uh, then they come back like a week later and they're like, "Oh my god, it's the best thing ever!" This game is awesome. <laughs> now, there's other games that the gameplay is very the, pretty much the same. In fact, do I? I don't have my iPad right next to me. Um, there's another game guy that does the same thing, except for it gives you kind of this 3D view on. Uh, it's not as much fun, to be honest, because you can't see the whole game board, whole board and it rotates yeah. around kind of this globe thing. And it's hard to control. Uh, it's more the graphics are better, but it's it, it, you don't care about the ga- graphics on this game. It's all about, you know, strategy. positioning and strategy and, you know, holding out for your reserves or um, and then when you get past the level, you can pick a skill that you can employ on the next one. Like, or or how about how about you've almost beaten them, and all of a sudden, a hundred and nine friggin' tanks for the other side comes Rolls in. in, and you're like, oh, oh you, yeah. And then you, Con! Yep. sorry, because then your strategy has to change immediately because what you were doing before it's isn't going to work. work. Yeah, and it's it's just a lot of fun. You can start the next level with different skills, like ten percent demoralization on their part, uh, gorillas. Um, you can have one airstrike come in. Uh, you can have 25% more reinforcements after one minute, which is the one I usually go for. Uh, destroy annoying guns. There's just all these different little skills that you can have for the very next level. Um, it's fantastic. Now, you each, there's like three different levels for three different players. So you play through the Americans and the Soviets and then the Chinese. And, and then the, the gorillas, like, too, on the iPad. Yes. So each one has like 10 missions and then you can go into survival which just basically goes forever until you finally lose yeah and you will and you will you'll get through like 50 boards and then you'll lose and you'll be like oh i was on a good streak the farthest i've gotten was 30 boards with the chinese yeah i've got about 45 with the americans what's this game called modern Modern conflict Conflict. hd Well, welcome it's, to This Week in Modern Conflict. <laughs> what, what have you well, got, Gaz? People, people want to listen to the show and they want to, you know, if <laughs> if someone has a pick, that's one thing. But if someone's really passionate about it, it's so good. I guarantee you people are going to want to go check it out. Yeah, I, I actually th- I think I recommended this one before, but I have no problem recommending it again. No, it good. is that good. Fantastic. Great game. Gaz? Cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going <laughs> to go for a very simple one. And uh, for two reasons. Yes. One, it's keeping my uh, MacBook awake, and two, it's probably keeping me awake, and that's called caffeine. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's not a, uh, an iOS app. It's a Mac app. It's Mountain um, Dew. <laughs> it's Mountain Dew. <laughs> Basically, it's, it's a little menu bar app which uh, overrides uh, everything that your Mac wants to do when it wants to close it down, you know, when the screen wants to go dark on you. Uh, you little coffee cup appears in your menu bar. You click it. It looks like there's hot coffee in the in the mug, and uh, your screen stays awake. And so oh, that's you. handy. It's in the, I, I, I use it all the time on the MacBook. I don't use it on the uh, the Mac Mini so much, but I use it all the time on the MacBook. Yeah, who makes that? that? 
caffeine. Do you know, I've got absolutely no idea because I didn't know I was going to pick it until... <laughs> Actually, I, I got it right here. It's from we, uh, we went Light, on so Lighthead on Software. Conflict. Sorry. And you could have gone and looked for it then, Gaz. <laughs> well, I didn't think, yeah, I'm not that clever. <laughs> Actually, it, it's, it's, it's made Light, by Lighthead, Lighthead Software. Software. It's L-I-G-H-T-H-E-A-D-S-W dot com. And... Uh, I cool little app. Don't see a. I don't see a price here. I think it's free. I think it's free. Uh, free utility. You know, when I was talking about mod counterflict, um, honestly, I I almost yeah, that we're recording a podcast was almost incidental, Gaz. I really was talking to you about this. It's like I wanted to convince <laughs> yeah. you. How you want me to go out and buy it, don't you? I right. Do. Okay. Simply, so then I can we can talk about it later because it's so much fun. That's right. It'll be it'll be like a pound fifty, pound ninety nine, Gaz. Just go and get it. But here's the thing: I want it multiplayer over the internet. I want to be able to play against guy. I mean, won't that just be? Yeah, that awesome? would be awesome. Doesn't have that though. Not yet. I bet it. I bet they will, with Game Center and all the rest of it. Better be. So, guy. So, guy. Do you have a pick? Oh, me, me. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I do have a pick. Um, uh, we were running a promo for Ambrosia Software last month, and just at the end of that promo, they released a new version of Soundboard, Soundboard Two, and they took. <laughs> <laughs> they oh, they took uh, they took what was a good program and we I use it every single week here in the podcast and made it even better. They included like a now playing window and effects window. You can make it duck. Uh, you can you can change it from right and left channel, adjust the volume. I mean, just all different kinds of things. And uh, you can make actually, it a duck. Yeah, yeah, quack. <laughs> I, I, I actually have I actually have like a little demo here set up. This is some of the the Steve Jobs audio from uh, Allison Sheridan that the message she sent in earlier, and I've got an Apple AU time pitch effect built into this, and I'm going to adjust it while we're talking. We didn't invent. This okay, stuff. so there's the audio plane. Uh, I hit the little eye. Well, that brings up a the problem uh, is the window the with the adjustments for this particular. Uh, and in particular, Hollywood and I'm gonna start doesn't to want the same thing to happen to them as they saw happen with Napster to the music industry. So they are desperately gra- grasping anything they can to try to keep that from happening. Can't blame them. And um, it's not your business. I mean, they're not the business competition. They're content creation. So sometimes they grab the right straws, and sometimes they grab the wrong straws. But if we want to host <laughs> any of their content, we want to okay. sell any of their content. That's a great impression, guy. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I just thought that was funny as hell. But uh, that's like sound. Yeah, soundboard two. And I mean, there, there's uh, effects from not only from Apple, but from Camel uh, Audio that is is built into this. And you can layer these effects. You can you can adjust them one at a time. You know, live while you're playing, all kinds of stuff. This is really a great program. And the last thing that they put into this is something called Soundpipe. And I think they used some of the technology that that they've they've figured out from doing um, Wiretap Studio. To uh, to you know, kind of build that in as, as well. I haven't had a chance to play with that. Uh, this is Sound Soundboard Two by Ambrosia Software, and I have no idea how much it costs. Forty nine dollars. Thank you. Forty nine dollars. Yep. Uh, I I think that's a pretty varied selection of picks. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah, we kind of run the gamut there, don't we? Yeah, yeah. From, from iOS games to sound utilities to uh, something to keep your, your computer awake. All right, <laughs> guys, we are at almost an hour. We're over an hour seven right now, so I think we need to, we need to end this. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, letting me come back and uh, play in the sandbox a little bit. It was a lot of fun, you know. Well, like I, I said, I, I like listening to you guys. Um, so to me, it was a lot of fun coming back and, and getting to spend an hour and or five. You know, <laughs> as <laughs> my computer crashes around me. There you go. Uh, well, Tim, if course, people wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do it? Uh, well, a couple different ways. Um, obviously, I'm recording Tech Fan every week. Uh, we'll have another one coming out, uh, episode number nine. Uh, this Friday. Who are you doing uh, that with, or do you know yet? Oh, that's kind of a personal question. Oh, you mean the show? <laughs> yeah, the um, show, Tim. Show. We got David Cohen, and we've got a listener invite who was actually the last listener invite you guys had. Uh, he's from Canada, and I'm convinced I can get him to talk faster on our show than you did. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, that's, that's, yeah. that's so. Yeah, no, that's he was he was he was he was a good guy. Yeah, uh, and uh, that's why and I was smart like, yeah, too. That'd be that'll be fun. Um, cool. So that I'm doing Mac Jury tonight uh, in about like 45 minutes. So I need my uh, nicotine real soon here. <laughs> and then um, on the Twitter, I'm at my Mac, which I know it's surprising. So yeah. <laughs> what about you? What about you guys? Well. I was actually going to say you can contact Guy at MyMac.com, and you can also contact Guy at Twitter.com forward slash MacParrot. What about me? What about me, Guy? Well, Gaz can be contacted at Gaz at MyMac.com and Twitter.com forward slash GazMaz, and I don't no, have I don't a sound know, effect for that. I, I don't know why I didn't give you GazMaz at MyMac.com. Ah, well. <laughs> I was trying to keep it informal. <laughs> right, and you can also you can also contact any of the mymac.com podcasts at feedback at mymac.com and well, they can't contact them there but they can they can download them there. Well, somebody'll get it. Yeah, but you don't contact, you know, the show there. But they contact you and you let us know about it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds all official, doesn't it? You yeah. just send your feedback to feedback. Yeah, yeah but it just comes yeah. again. And we, we, it. you send it to feedback at mymac.com and we'll get our secretary to uh, That's right. yeah. 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 We, we well, need to get that guy we on the stick. Well, this way you guys don't see the death threats. You know, because <laughs> it's important that you guys focus on the, the, the positive stuff that I forward to you guys. And you, you don't really need to see the other stuff. I mean,. <laughs> Hey, you know. We'll play it on the show. Well, there's a lot of people in Florida, is all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, they're probably not real happy with me. Uh, we also have a Skype telephone number, and that number is area code 703-436-9501. And we won't go into the whole repeated a thousand times, but we will say it one more time, Gaz. 703-436-9501. So for Gaz and Tip and myself... I want to say good night. Thanks for downloading the show. Please leave comments in iTunes, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to feedback at MyMac.com or call our Skype number and leave a message. The phone number is 703-436-9501. If you enjoyed the MyMac.com podcast, make sure you check out the other family of podcasts all from MyMac.com and all free on iTunes, including The Geekiest Show Ever, App Minute with Sam Levin, 
and Tech Fan with Tim Robertson. There was an old man with a nose who said, if you choose to suppose that my nose is too long, you are certainly wrong. That remarkable man with a nose. <laughs>